Hello, sweet friends. Welcome back to Radically Loving. And I am your host, Lauren. I am so, so, so excited about this episode, you guys. Episode three, very, very, very first guest of Radically Loving. And I am so honored to have had this beautiful being. And I'm so excited for you to learn all about her and her beautiful soul. I am so excited that you guys get to experience and hear the words of this powerful, powerful, soul igniting being that she is. I know you'll feel it. I know it because you'll hear it in my own voice. The energy of this podcast was so powerful. I couldn't even like settle down. Part of it was nervousness because first guest, first ever being to have to be on my podcast. So that was super exciting. But also she has been such an expander for me for so many years now. And I am just so excited for you guys to also be expanded by her because this is really something that is important to me is to share expanders with you guys. Expanders, I believe, are really part of that big piece that we can tap into the pieces of different souls that we can say, I can do slash create anything and be anything because look at them doing it. There are people doing it, so I can do it. And I want you to feel that. And I want you to feel that from Cass through the power of her words as she speaks she is so brilliant with words, you guys. You are going to be blown away. You'll, look, you'll listen to me and be like, holy crap. <laughs> um, but no, no, I'm kidding. But no, she really is really something special when it comes to words. So because of the nervousness, <laughs> I forgot to ask at the end where you guys can find her. So I'm going to add that now. But I first want to add her incredible bio into this. Her incredible, I guess, uh, (laughs) what would you even call it? It it is like what we offer into this world, right? We're so much more than what we do. But I wanted to share with you her bio. I wanted to share with you what she is putting out here because she deserves the shout out you guys she truly does and we get into the soul and the inner child of Cass in the podcast but I really want you guys to be able to know what she is envisioning for herself in this world so you guys can just get that clear picture of who she is to her deepest core from the soul to her offerings, to her heart, to her creations. I want you to know every aspect. So here's her little, a little bio of her. Cass O'Neill is a poet, 
a dreamer, a speaker, and a writer. She is an arsonist for the soul, dissolving gaps between the worlds in which she dances. She travels and teaches around the globe, empowering all with the invitation of her words and the magnetic force of her personality. A recent number one bestseller for her poetry book, The Sure Song of Here. Words are one of the deepest ways she connects with this life. She is a breathwork facilitator, Reiki master, numerologist, joy guide, podcast host, and aims to bring the utmost amount of ease and joy into every corner she touches. So I'm just so excited for you guys to hear this episode, you guys. I'm so excited for you to hear the magnetism of her words. I wanted to share a little bit about how I know I did share a little bit, but I wanted to go a little bit more into how I know her and how I have gotten to the point where I can call her a friend and a soul sister. And yeah, it's just so beautiful to know her and to even just be in her essence. So I have done plenty of her workshops, but I followed her on Instagram for so long. And she was such, she is such an expander for me. I just remember from the moment I followed her, I was just like, holy cow, like, who is she? And I think even like there were moments because of my own, my own uh, like soul work that I was doing and the uh, triggers and just different things that came up. I, I really think even though I was like excited to follow her, I was also triggered by the way she was expressing because she was expressing so big and that was something I was not or did not think I was capable of at that time so I just remember feeling that for a moment and just honoring that for ourselves in general when we are triggered by someone it's not it's not really an invitation to like it's not a time to like judge them right it's a time to look inwards (laughs) and be like why is it that what they're doing is triggering me so much, right? And we talk about that in the podcast a little bit as well. And I, it's actually funny because I, I hadn't thought about that until now. <laughs> but I do remember I was just like, holy cow, like, who is this girl? But then there was like that little piece of me that was like, wow, like, like, how does she do that? Like, it wasn't even like I was judging her. I was just like, how is she how is she so confident? You know, how is she able to express so freely? Like, I want that. I want to feel that way. And over time from following her and doing her workshops and her programs and just being in in her breath works, like just being in those moments with her, I like felt her heart so much more. And I remembered that she is a mirror that we are all mirrors to one another. And that really she was just mirroring something that was waiting for me to be felt within myself. So I really honor you, Cass. I really honor Cass for being such an incredible mirror and expander for me. And I'm so grateful to have her as my first guest. There isn't a better person that I would think that exudes and like exactly is what I think of when I think of someone living a radically loving life and you'll hear it you'll hear it in her voice 
You'll hear it in her words. And I hope she inspires you. I hope this podcast episode inspires you to know that it's not just for some people. It's not just their life that gets to be expressed in that way. We get to choose that as well. She is just mirroring back to us what we are capable of. So feel into that, my sweet friends. Feel into this incredible energy because I'm, I'm feeling it now. I'm so, so honored for you guys to be listening right now, to be receiving these incredible wisdom codes that she will be sharing. If you are able to experience, and I will share her website and her Instagram so that you can follow her through her journey and also support her. But if you are able to follow, sorry, if you are able to check out her breathworks when she hosts them, please do yourself a favor and do that. I have had extremely profound experiences when she facilitates those breathworks, so please check that out. If you have not bought her first, her book, her poetry book, The Sure Song of Here, do yourself a favor and get that book. I have it on my my coffee table. It's kind of one of my things after I do a meditation, I might pick up a book and that is one of the ones that I do choose from often. I literally just pick a book, flip to a page and read it and sit with it. And that was actually one of the beautiful teachings that she shares shared in her book club so she just is such an igniter and I'm just so honored to know her and to share her with you guys and yeah I'm just still I'm still like bubbling from this I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode I'm gonna try to keep this sweet and short and sweet and we're gonna just dive into okay this is where you guys can fire find her so If you guys want to follow Cass on Instagram, please check her out at Cass O'Neill, C-A-S-S-O-N-I-E-L-L. And her website is www.cassoneill.com. Again, C-A-S-S-O-N-I-E-L-L.com. Check out her offerings One of the offerings, actually, we spoke about at the end of this episode, and we, if you can hear my cat, please bless my soul (laughs) right now. (sighs) This is, I think this is every time I do a recording near them. Okay, so I'm just taking a deep breath and honoring the messiness. (laughs) Okay, so in the end of the episode, we brought up the, the co-creation that we are making together and a few other females, lovely women, we are doing a numerology personal year workshop. And it is a few weeks after you are hearing this episode that we, you know, chose the date. So we initially changed the date to 11-11. And since a lot has changed since we changed the date again, we're always listening to the universe and the, the, the energy Uh, So we have decided to leave the date open-ended. We are just feeling you guys out, feeling what feels best and how we can best serve this workshop and 
yeah, the right date is going to come, whether that be the beginning of the year because it, you know, it's personal year. So could be that, <laughs> and, or it could be end of December to go into the new year. Who knows? We are open to any suggestions. If you guys have a date that is just like, this would be perfect. Please let us know. But I just wanted to give you a little update because things have changed from what we talked about in the episode. But yeah, we're doing a personal year workshop. If you guys are open, check the link out in her website. You can find that there. Yeah, but other than that, you guys. Hmm. Enjoy. Enjoy the beautiful, wonderful, soul-igniting, radically loving Cass O'Neill. See you guys on the other side. Hi, sweet friend. Hello. Here we are. Here we are. I am so excited to have you as the first guest of Radically Loving. It's just such a blessing. I, I have to preface to everyone before we even begin that like what a perfect guest to have is Cass O'Neill like I you are the exuding like definition of when I think of radically loving like I really it's it's so true in everything you do from the way you move your body to the way you communicate with the people you love mm. um, your clients the way you just live your life live your business like you are in that full expression so I just honor Thank you, you. Thank you so much. It's a beautiful reflection to receive. It, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm just gonna, we're gonna just like ground a little bit before and everyone yeah. is welcome to just take a few breaths with us. Letting go of everything thus far and being here in this present moment. Mm. <sighs> Yay. Beautiful. Mm. Hopefully we are feeling now a little more in our bodies and just, yeah, grounded and ready to receive all of the wisdom that wants to flow through cast today and yeah, allow me to be a clear channel for the questions and just you know, allowing the space to just feel, feel like a little hug, a little blessing for you guys. So yeah, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Cass. And the oh, question I want to ask you is how is your heart today? Mm. You know, my heart, it feels like there's a whole new door that just opened to how much bigger my heart is and how much more capacity there is to love than I could have ever imagined. And it's funny because actually yesterday an ex reached out to me and it was this feeling of like, oh my God, like, you know, then I'm messaging him back. It's just like an old love checking in kind of thing, but there's always love that I will have for him. And I had this initial feeling of like, Oh my God, like I'm kind of hiding my phone from my partner. Like, and then I just told him and I was like, look, I'm feeling a little not present right now because my ex reached out to me and 
my partner and I had the most incredible conversation about like our capacity to love and how it doesn't take away anything from what we share. And in the, he's like, you can call him, you could talk to him. Like, you know, you don't have to hold back anything that you have in connection to him because of me. And I feel like this is that just opened this huge door to be like, holy fuck, we can love so big and so loud and so radically. And that, that gave me permission to then speak my full truth to my ex, which was like, I, there's a part of me that will always love you and that will happen forever. And maybe in some other world we're together, but I'm with someone else right now. And, you know, I spoke my truth to him and all of a sudden then it opens a store and I'm like, holy shit, our hearts are massively huge. And our capacity to hold all of that and not even hold it in to share it is so huge. So I feel like kind of the day after something like that happens, you almost look around and you're like, whoa, like this is a whole new world I'm in. And that's what I'm experiencing today. Just this like feeling of infinite possibilities and how beautiful it is to be held in truth and to be held in arms and spaces and places with people who really can accept this unconditional loving concept that we are here on this planet to share. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You're beaming. I can just feel this like yeah, this energy coming off of you right now, it's just like, like so spiritually, so yeah, on fire, beautiful. Yeah, it feels, it feels so symbolic for even the theme of your podcast, because in some sense, it's like what we do as humans is restrict our ability to love all that is, like, I was saying to my partner yesterday, I was like, I love our candles. And I can't tell you how many times I said I love them. I'm like, I just love having our candles. Can you fall in love with all of it? You know, and the restriction I feel that we've had is so much of who we think we have to be in order to belong to where we are. And it's like the the rules are changing. The doors are opening. I feel like our world has to become borderless with love, with countries, with everything, Um, because it does, it's not like if I go love this thing over here, it takes away from the love over here. There's not like a finite amount that we have. And I think to let it all in is a big process of steps and steps and steps and steps, but it's, and it's vulnerable. Like there was a part of me yesterday that definitely experienced grief because it almost felt like in the receiving of this dynamic, I was letting the other one go in this like new way. Cause it was like speaking truth, which I think speaking truth opens doors and closes doors at the same time. So there's grief there and there's feelings of everything there, but ultimately it's all in the service of love and truth. And like, that's what we're here to unlock, I believe. Yeah, that is so powerful. It's so true. It's, oh, I just had chills the entire time because yeah, yeah, we have such a huge capacity to just yeah let it all be and just feel right. it all and express it all and we can just be these big containers of love like that is our ultimate truth i i, I yeah see it's yeah. so true and i think a lot of people especially with just what's been going on in the world in astrology in numerology and just the the tides and the fact that our souls chose to be here and on this planet during this time and it feels like people are almost like, I don't know where to begin now because so much of what was is no longer. And it's like, begin just going out in the world with the imprint of truth and love or whatever feels like really true for you. And like attune yourself, calibrate yourself to that energy before you go out. This is like Abraham Hicks's, like, I think she calls it segment intending. So let's say I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm kind of feeling bummed or whatever. 
before you go to the grocery store, you almost imagine how you want it to go. And then you literally speak out loud. Oh my God, I love the grocery store. And I love meeting people that I don't know. And I love interacting with people. Like you literally attune yourself to love and calibrate yourself to how you want it to go. And then go out there and experience it because you get it right back. Like start with the love, start with that calibration to it. And all of a sudden you start to get the clues of how, what the next whisper is for your life. Like, so you can actually listen and you can hear and you can listen to the next little breadcrumb or little rock in the river that wants to flow. Um, but it is reclaiming our now moment. That is the reclamation, I believe, in this time and age. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that reflection. Mm. I, I love, I want to like maybe share like how we met. So I've been following Cass for just so long and she's just this beam of light. And I feel like everyone who is in her presence and who has access to Cass is just their lives. Just, I feel like are even improved in like in the slightest way, like you touch so many people with your radiant light. So thank yeah, you. I have been following you and just been like, you are such an expander for me. And I just mm, thank you so you. much. And I, love I, you, babe. I have taken her numerology course. This is how I got interested in numerology and became a numerologist today in this present moment. And I just think that this is such a beautiful reflection of, of numerology and like honestly, like with the way we look at our charts in that alignment, right. It's like the more mm. in aligned we are with our truest essence, this, this soul, the, our power, our life path, yeah. all of it, the more in alignment we are, like the more we're just like beaming and radiating, radiating it all yeah. out to everyone and everything. Yeah. Right. And ultimately that's like, that is truly, we're on this planet to share so much. Like we, you can look around at all the reflections that you have of the people that you experience and go in and out of. And we're just mirrors to each other. And I think there's a lot of polarizing energies that are out there in the world right now, strong opinions fighting against each other. And really, maybe it's not even against each other, but it's fighting for what they really believe. And I do believe that everything is sacred that's happening right now and that it's beautiful and it's perfect. And as you know, and as those listening will now know, like we're moving into a six year in, in 2022, which is peace, balance and harmony as a collective. So just knowing that gives so much ground to the lens of understanding what we're moving from, which is a crazy four year that cracked our foundation as a collective that was COVID. And then the five year, which almost was like clearing and changing until truth could really come through. Cause that's what I feel like is happening. It's this recalibration of truth. Yeah. And now we're moving into this peace, balance, and harmony. And yeah, it's like who you be in the world is your medicine. That mm -hmm. is, that is the, that is the thing. So how you resource yourself to be yourself is key. It's like the behind the scenes before the show happens, you know, it's like, are you tending to your own? And that's a practice and that's a daily showing up. And yeah, there's no equation I can give you for that. It's so like individual in that sense, but there's a lot to play with within that. And I'm just going to keep going because the word play is so strong right now as well. It's like, that is like, how do you want to play today? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. It is such a, such a energy that has been, I don't know, diminished as to how much power it really holds. Yes, it's absolutely. And oh, yeah, I just thank you. That, that's all just so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I can go on and Woo! on. 
I know. <laughs> Let's shake Take it my off. hair down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Prior to this, I was just dancing it out because I was just yes. like getting in the energy of cast, like just like moving my body. <laughs> I was dancing too. <laughs> we were dancing together. <laughs> oh, so the next thing I want to move into, I want to like really get into at the end, like what you do and like what you love to do and like who like you are in this life today. But I want to first start off with talking about little you. I think our connection with our inner child is one of the biggest pieces of connecting to this big, big heart and this big, big love that we can have for life. Um, so I would love to just know about little Cass. Tell us, tell us about yeah. that. So little Cass feels prevalent from like, I was, it was six years old when I kind of had that life-changing moment that almost made me feel like not safe, if you will. And I'll, I'll get into that, but like, zero to six casts and even, you know, beyond that event, but I was just adventure and play and connection and just so aware of what was going on. Very intuitive. Um, and I just love to be outside. I love to play. I hated being inside. I hated watching TV. Like I just wanted to explore and be out and I loved life. Like I really, really loved it. And it's almost like the, my mom and dad tell me the story of when I was six years old, I was in kindergarten and I loved it so much. Like I would wake up early and I'd get my little uniform on and I would just be so excited. And back then it was a half day of kindergarten. And I think it was the afternoon session. So I'd have my morning, but I was just ready to go. And I love my teacher and I love being there. Like, you know, I'm kind of hearing in myself just how much I really love life. And then I intuitively started to feel like there was something going on. Like my parents were on the phone with people and I just knew in my body there was change happening. And my parents sat me down and told me that I was transferring schools, which, you know, looking back now is probably not the biggest deal, but because I was so in love with my little safe place and my school and, um, I was transferring because my brother who was two years older was in a class that like, they weren't, there were a lot of bullies and they were like saying the F word in second grade, you know? And so I was transferring to a bigger school. My brother was also transferring, but what happened in that event was basically I, was so upset and I cried and I even have the image of it was a white couch and just seeing like the wetness of the white couch. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, my memory was that I didn't feel safe to cry. I didn't feel like it got me anything. And I didn't feel like my parents really felt the bigness of what that meant for me in my life. And so it was after that moment that something switched in me that I almost became like this victim to some degree where like emotions and feelings and getting that out didn't do anything for me. So I'm going to kind of close off and almost just still be in love with life to some degree, but, you know, years and years and years of like internalizing my experience until, you know, 23 years old. So um, I think we all have an instance that happens or a conversation we overhear or something that almost turns us into us feeling quote unsafe or feel like almost We have to be a type of way in order to receive love. And I believe the magic of that is that that is directly tied to our purpose. It's like our purpose in some sense is to be the bigger woman that would have been next to that little girl that, you know, would have said, it's okay to feel your tears are magic. Keep feeling, keep crying. You're safe to cry. Everything's going to be okay. I know it's a big moment in your life, but like you can do this, you know? And um, so I believe that like, it's a full circle thing. Like we become warriors of love for our purpose but we have to experience as this world works, the duality, the opposite of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is that reparenting. That yeah, exactly. So yeah. Beautiful. yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I was going to go into like, were there times in your life where you have felt or were so disconnected from your inner child? Yeah, definitely. And I think, so I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and my parents are both from the East coast. My dad's from Long Island. My mom's actually from the South. She's from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, so it was actually really rare in Seattle to be a family that wasn't from Seattle that had grandparents from Seattle. Um, and so in some sense, like not to the extreme of being an immigrant family, but energetically we were the new family and we were, you know, our doors were always open and we walked fast and we talked fast and we moved fast and we wanted to get to know our neighbors. And Seattle was a very different place back then. It was a bit colder and there was a bit more of space between people. They call it the Seattle freeze where you get to know someone and you're like, let's go out and grab lunch tomorrow. And then you never hear from the other person. So it's like inviting at first, but then there's like this cold door. So my story as a little girl was always like, I don't belong here and I'm not from here. Like, and I need to get out of here and leaving Seattle is the thing that will cause me to feel like I'm actually in my life essentially. And so I went to school on the East coast and I lived in Philly for four years and I moved to Australia. Like I literally could, I just wanted to be so far away, but it was this. So during all that time, in some sense, like I was obviously experiencing my inner child and my, you know, younger girl and almost feeling like I was acting for her without realizing that like, Oh, I am the safe place and I am home. And it doesn't matter where we are in the world together home is a place that's created internally. Obviously I want to have a nest to, to, to be in, but it was that whole, like, what are you running away from? Or what are you running to? I was like running away from so much. Cause I was like, it's not here. And I always kind of lived from this external out inward type of experience. Yeah. Um, and so it really wasn't until I, yeah, moved to Australia that I got off the like quote track of you go to university, you get a good job, you did and to really fully almost pull myself out of my own story to get a different lens and angle from it. And this is so important for any relationship, any place you live, like, even if it's not considered a vacation, even a day to go walk around a different part of your town, like get out of your story. So you can actually choose in again, or choose something different, like re rewrite the page or turn the page. Yeah. So there, I feel like so much of my life has been that process. Thank you for sharing. And mm. that is, yeah, I think a lot of us, I, this is something I really want to dive in with all my guests because so many of us have that story, right? Like yeah. we were so connected and so lit up and so passionate about life for so long, you know, even if it was like, you know, zero to five or zero to 10, you know, whatever that time frame was that zero to six is usually the most common. Yeah. We're just like so on fire and we loved life. And we were so passionate about these specific things that we just like, so love. Yeah. Um, and there's a moment where we just are broken down and yeah. we don't know who that was anymore. We have these walls yeah. we have like for me, cancer is always like the shell. I all, I had such a shell for so long. Um, yeah, like just really keeping mm. people out and not allowing myself to feel my emotions and all that. So I, I just thank you for sharing, you know, that time. Yeah. And I would love to bring you into how do you connect with your inner child these days? Mm. Yeah. So it's funny. Cause I feel like it's almost like the word that's coming through is almost internal order, essentially, where I feel very integrated with my 
like younger part of me where I almost feel like she's now me, you know, like, so it, it, in some sense, I don't separate it in my mind as far as like what part I am acting or being. I think a lot of my work has been integrating it to, to essentially experience my whole self. Now, I also believe that there's so many different parts that we all have that have different needs and desires and wants. And I think every morning I go on a coffee walk. So I get up in the morning and I keep my phone on airplane mode and I go with my coffee out into nature and I walk. And I think what that allows me to do is almost just be in communication with just different parts of myself of whatever age they are, whatever they're needing to say, because for so long I wasn't listening. And for so long I wasn't present. And for so long I wasn't a safe place for me to be. And so to me, it's almost like cultivating practices of sacred silence or being out in nature with just myself that allow me to then have those parts of me feel safe and like daily, you know, it's almost like a daily practice. Um, and then, yeah, I really do believe that, you know, I look right now we're in Whistler, Canada and there's this playground right around the corner and you go in and it's just all these kids and they're yelling and they're having so much fun. And then you watch these parents and it's, it's a trained thing as we become quote adults, but like, they're not playing, they're not running around. They're not like screaming, not that they should be, but we should be, you know, like that's an energetic release. Like kids know how to shake it off and and release it out. So I also feel like I have a lot of practices around like emotional, I guess what's coming through is toning in a sense that almost allow like, like myself to just like shake my shit and like, ah, whatever it may be. And that's almost the younger parts of me that just like need to come out and like energetically release what it is that um, was there that can't really be put into words. And almost in those moments, if you try to put it into words, it takes you even more out. You get even more flatlined. So it's like, I can't really explain what's happening to me right now. I just need to go fucking be by myself and like dance and literally say F you to everyone around me energetically. Cause that's just what I need. Um, so, yeah, but I really do believe that like the part of me that is me is my like younger self in some sense. I have a lot of wisdom and deep wells of, of life experiences that I live from and experience life from, but like the spark, the light, the plug, the, it's like who I always wanted to be in some sense, but at that one event, it kind of put a blanket on me and then another blanket. And I was still, you know, exploring and following my intuition, but that gets a little clouded when you're not actually feeling your experiences. Yeah, that's, it's so, it's so perfect that you say you feel so integrated with your inner child because yeah, that's exactly like you are the person I think of who is like <laughs> the most deeply connected to their inner child. You just let it all out and you do not care who's around you. You know, you just flow in the state that you are in and you allow it to be. And I love that. It's letting that inner yeah. child out, letting that wild yeah and just releasing. And it's, it's so beautiful and empowering to watch women um, and other people yeah. just like be in that expression. So thank you for being. Thank in. you. Yeah. I actually had this moment two days ago where I, there was, there's just been a lot of energy happening. I mean, we're talking right now it's October 13th. So whatever day and time this gets out in the world, it's probably the same thing where it's just, there's been a lot. And if we're not moving our bodies, if we're also not spending time alone, like my partner and I have been traveling together and like basically spent every day together since November of last year. And it's so easy to just fall into an easy ritual and like life together because we love being together and we love meditating together and waking up and stretching together. But there, it, you really do need to experience yourself only in your eyes and like the eyes of nature or God, source, universe, whatever it is. 
Um, when like, yeah, you can just be free. Like my partner plays guitar and like, he can't songwrite or play guitar, even if I'm in the other room with headphones on in the way that he wants to, there's a freedom in that. So I went on a walk the other day, or it was like two days ago and was like, ended up having headphones on. And I found this little spot in nature where I could just dance and it felt so good. And then I just kept dance walking back to our apartment here. And I was like, there's this one song I even listened to. It. I was dancing right before this interview, but I'm just like jumping up and down, skipping, like dancing. And I'm in like the main Olympic village here in Whistler. And I, you cannot, I wish I could have filmed people's responses to that. <laughs> like I was completely sober. I wasn't high. Like I was just high on life and like the feeling what this song brought me. And mm. I think that it, it's essentially triggering to, to the world. It's almost like a, yeah, because it's new and it's different and it's not what is normalized. And I want to normalize like dance walking and being out in the world and being able to express ourselves and not be sexualized in that process. Like, don't look at me because I'm shaking my shit and I have like an ass or whatever it is, but like feel like I want to, I'm igniting myself and this feels good for me right now. And like, I have no attachment to what your experience is of me. And I can't help but like, see people being like, what? You can feel it. Like, whoa, what is she doing? Like, you know, it's like, I'm a little kid and I'm free and I'm choosing this and I can feel you guys, but like, let's fucking go, you know, whatever, like letting go looks like to you in this moment, but yeah, it's a practice. Yeah. And I love, I love it. You were talking about, like, you were watching the, the parents on the playground, like not playing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we need like adult playgrounds. We, we need to just like run around and scream. We really do. Um, we how cool really do. Just, like, have That's our own, like, brilliant. Go run around yeah. and scream with each other. Yeah, exactly. We need it. That's what, what I believe the retreats are so powerful because you come together and you just like release energy and then you go back out into the world. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. We can just like keep bringing this into our communities and yeah. then we can just expand into just every day and everyone's just flailing about and just like letting out what they need to let out in each moment. So yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I know you've gotten more into like your understanding your cycle and the different seasons we move through as cyclic women. And I think it's also important to note that like, I don't do that every day. You know, I'm not out dancing every day. I am following the rhythms of my, my cycle and my body. And also sometimes the most radical thing I can do is like lay and just like be And I think the less you can fight that and like the less you can resist the resistance, if you will, um, and just allow it to be like, we don't understand it. We're like, oh my God, I should be doing stuff. And like, I need to put stuff out in the world. And, and it's really, really radically self-responsible to just listen to what it is that the rhythms are that your body is asking you to do. And that's why I think rituals should be, there's enough to have a grounded ritual every day. Like maybe I go out in nature every day, but it doesn't have to be the exact same. And then when I am like bleeding or whatever that may look like, I'm just chilling by myself laying. Um, but yeah, I think it's like this balance of really listening. Yeah. So that can also lead us into, um, what your favorite, like morning routines are what are some daily practices that you love to do like you know obviously we love to you know not confine ourselves to like have to do like but maybe we do have non-negotiables maybe but yeah they're obviously things that make you feel really good so what are your daily yeah 
So, and it's really, so like I noted, we have been traveling. So it's been really cool to almost like let the place that we're staying or where we are invite in the ritual. And I also want to note, like in my chart, in my human design, in my everything, like I need to be experiencing new places and new things. And some people aren't that way at all. So it may look and look totally different for you if you're like in more of one place more often. But um, right now what's feeling really good is that I still, and this is like a everyday practice. I typically try and turn my phone on airplane mode around eight, eight thirty at night. And I don't turn it back on until I've had my own whole morning. So lately I've actually been meditating before bed, which has been amazing. Um, and I actually, so I used to smoke a lot of weed and it's been a very beautiful friend throughout my journey and kind of experience of understanding myself, very gateway for me to like go internal. And there's also been moments where like, I'm just doing it because I love it and it's fun, but actually like my body's just feeling drained. So we've been on a, like a month and a half break from weed. And so what it's done is it's created a lot of space for rituals to come back in, in a very powerful way. So meditating before bed. And then I feel very attuned to my rituals right now. I, I leave my journal open. I've been so connected to my dreams. So I write dreams and like underline it. And I leave my journal open with my pen. So the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is write down my dreams. And I try and like lay there for a moment to remember them. Because for those listening, if you've been having dreams, like really feel into what, what it is that the loudest feeling was for you in that dream and that experience. Like what was the most memorable feeling you had? what did you feel when you experienced it? Or what did you feel from certain people, whatever it may be. And like, feel into that, look into that. Cause we're getting a lot of communication in our dreams. So it's been so fun to reconnect to my dreams. And then I'm actually meditating in the morning, just a Deepak Chopra three minute meditation. That just is amazing way to just bring a little ground. And then I go, and right now, since we're, we don't have a coffee machine here, there's an amazing little coffee shop. And I go and I get my coffee and I sit and I journal and my phone's still in airplane mode. And then I go on my coffee walk after that. So yeah. And then just walk around, see the rivers, nature, experience it. And then I come home and that's when I turn my phone off airplane mode. And I've already kind of activated like my physical body. I've kind of already creatively open because I'm like out in nature and I'm taking photos and it's a great experience. And then I can share, I can hop on email, go on Instagram, whatever that may look like. Um, and then at night I've been turning my phone off airplane mode or on airplane mode and meditating before bed. But that sounds like a lot, but it's like so perfect for me right now where in some moments, like the best I can do is wake up and go on a coffee walk, you know, but right now this is what I'm in and it feels so amazing. And I, what I've learned is like how excited I am for my rituals now. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait tonight. I'm going to meditate. And I also, it's not a daily thing, but I love going on a walk, like right after dinner, right before dinner where it like kind of just unwinds your day. So walking is like, I just, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> you follow Cass on Instagram. You can follow along on her walks. walks yes. things. And she always spits out the most amazing wisdom while she's on them. So <laughs> yeah, that's like the space that I really think what rituals do is almost create a container for us to understand our soul and like let wisdom come in. And it grounds our human self too. So it almost gives the parts of our human selves that are always like, what am I doing? Who am I? Where am I going? Like it almost gives them a place to rest because it's like, it can all come through in these, in these rituals. Yeah. Beautiful. 
thank you for sharing your rituals. Yes. I really love them right now. (laughs) I guess we can also, let's just dive into who Cass is, like who you view Cass today. What is she creating? Mm -hmm. What do you plan to share with the collective? Yeah, it's so funny. So there's the whole, this whole, I always knew. So I used to work in the corporate world and in 2018, that's when I left. And I, um, that's when I was doing my life coaching certification program. I was already teaching yoga, but I, similar to you, and I'm sure many listening, there was always this little whisper that was like, there's more to life than this. There's more to life than this. And I, I felt that my whole life, but I just kind of kept on the track. And I don't believe that there's any accidents in life. And I don't believe that there's any wrong timing for anything. And I don't believe that we can ever miss out on what is truly ours. I do believe we have free will. So we can say no to our intuition and pretend to not hear it. And I think that we can spend so much time in our minds that we are, our language says, I don't know what my, I'm hearing right now. I don't know what my intuition is telling me. Should I stay with this person? Should I not? Should I leave this town? Should I not? And yeah. And I think that, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of choices that we have every moment of every day that, that, that directs our life. And so this concept of like, what is my purpose and what am I doing actually really takes me out because so much of my experience in life is like who I'm being in the world. And I think that that is one of the things that is taken away. Like we went to a quote free masterclass last night online and it was like about your purpose and your passion. And I think I'm realizing that masterclasses are people just selling stuff. (laughs) Like they were selling their retreat in Costa Rica. And, um, and that's fine. We all need, you know, spaces where we can have people experience us to understand if they want to work with us or enjoy our offerings. But, you know, they basically all just shared their stories and I'm like, this isn't a masterclass. So don't label it. (laughs) You're like talking about your life, but you're not like, yeah. So, but what I realized, what kind of lit up for me in that was that like, yeah, I believe that every day we're kind of weaving and making who we are and making meaning in whatever direction we want. So, you know, when I worked back in the day in the corporate world, I was the people and culture director for a hotel and restaurant company. So I like worked for two hotels and three restaurants in Philly and I hired people and I fired people and I wrote people up. And I also did all these employee luncheons and kind of worked on employee morale. And it was an amazing job and I fucking loved it until that whisper got too loud that it couldn't not follow it. And And it's almost like the scale goes from like, I can do this job because it's allowing me to, you know, teach yoga and experience my weekends. And I was in a very kind of spiritually curious place, if you will. And didn't, I mean, even the concept of like spirituality is, I don't even know what that means anymore. It's kind of like the more human you are, the more spiritual you are. Um, But yeah, so in the, the, the transition, it was always this feeling of like, I need to know who, what I do in order to understand who I am. So, okay, I'm a yoga teacher or, okay, I, I'm a coach, which never aligned with me because that's never really what I was. Um, and so it's almost like the being to me is who I am, which to me, I'm like, I'm a motherfucking joy giving truth saying heart open human here to change the world. You know, like that's who I am. And I, I am now in the experience of like, my creativity is what I put out in the world and my offerings. And Um, so right now, I mean, I'm, I have a writing circle that's starting next week that I'm leading with my partner. You and I are co-facilitating a numerology workshop. 
I launched a book last year and I'm really coming back into the, the remembrance of like, I want to be on stages speaking. And I also want to be going around the world, like having coffee walks with people, <laughs> very simply put. Um, but long story short, I believe that even if you are like in maybe a container that doesn't feel that aligned with work, quote work, maybe what you're doing in that experience actually is your connection, your freedom. You're allowing people to experience something that they wouldn't if you weren't there. And that maybe what's happening is that the new container for how you can actually be more of you is coming next. And it always is changing. You know, like I look back and I'm like, I don't work one-on-one with people anymore because that's not my fuck yes. And I'm here to follow that. So my fuck yes is changing all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the divine thing and the most aligned part. I remember you posting on one of your coffee, coffee walks, like literally like two days ago, I believe. Um, and you were like, I fucking love my life. And I was just like, well, this is just, this is so perfect. (laughs) I fucking loves her life. Okay. (laughs) And this is how we all should feel about our lives. And that's why I don't ask, like, what do you do? Like, I hate that because it's just like, like, what are you creating today even like yeah it's right. be so different What's lighting you up six yeah. months ago, even a week whatever it is so yeah. Yeah, I love that you're just so open to seeing and you do have like these future goals you have these future future visions and you know all this exactly stuff. they're coming through but you're not like just like this is what's gonna happen right yeah and I think you know it's so funny because okay your Instagram bio right you're like so many people are like I'm a writer and a speaker and this and I'm a numerologist and I've played with my bio for so long because it's, I'm trying to understand what I am and I'm not just those things. And I almost don't even want to put myself into any of those frequencies or containers. It's like, do I, okay, I'm a speaker. So I want to invite speaking engagements. I should put that there. And it's, it almost halts us from just like moving forward and following what it is that's asking us to follow it. Because it's like, oh, I need to have this label to understand it first. Like, even in my partnership, it like, all of a sudden, we're like, well, we're together, but we never discussed a label or talked about like what we are. And like, we're partners and we're this and we're that. And like, we're together. But like, it wasn't this kind of the old way, which we've all experienced. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's almost just like, we're changing. But like, will you be my boyfriend? And then I'm your girlfriend. And that label then moves us into some frequency, right? But like, we're so multi-dimensional and we're so much more than what words can say in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but it's like what we're trying to do I believe is find the thing that is enough of a frequency match for us to to then be able to put it into the world to then match the people that want to come and this is something I still am in process of and you know maybe always will be of like what is this offering and like who is this for and what I'm really trying to do is get people to like I want to be hosting space and holding space for people and like transforming lives simply by just being there and allowing people to be themselves and realize like, Oh, I can jump and I can leap. And I know I'll always be caught and like start to experience that energetic pattern in the body. So they will remember that. And maybe this week it's a writing circle. Maybe next week it's breath work. Maybe the week after it's a fucking master class, <laughs> but whatever it is. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of freedom in reclaiming, like, like I am, you know, I am all of it. So are you, so is everyone. And 
I think there's nothing wrong with labeling yourself as something if it empowers you. If it's like, cool, I really align with this and this feels really fucking good. Like some healers, like that is their thing and it's their energetic footprint. Like, you know, being a numerologist, that's great. Like whatever it is. But for me right now, I'm still just like, I don't know. I'm like, I love to write. I'm a poet. I'm (laughs) so, um, yeah, I, I think we're just like, amazing human beings having our experiences and in the process talking about it on podcasts like this <laughs> like isn't it funny I always feel like anytime I've ever put anything in my bio I feel like that's when it like blocks it completely it's like yeah. oh no, that's not who you yeah. are <laughs> right? I always feel resistance it's like the moment yeah. I say like oh like I identify as this as being a part of me and it's like yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't yeah. have to. I, I don't know. I know. I know. So it's like, what's the opposite? I know um, there's Yana Robinson has, she was a, one of my first coaches I ever worked with, but she has in her bio, it's like, what do you do for a living as like a question? And the next thing is I take slabs of my heart and like share it with the world or something. I'm like, that's amazing. Cause it's like, that's so many avenues that it opens. Um, but I believe a lot of my imprint is is really trying to reconnect people to the power that they hold to create their reality. And it shows up a lot with words. And that's why I'm really excited for this writing circle, because when we reclaim our words and when we reclaim the power that we actually hold to command it to all, to command it all to be, we call in miracles every fucking day. Like we literally live a magical life. And the question always is like, how good can it be? And it can keep getting better. It can keep getting better. You can keep getting your mind blown. Mm. And I believe that there's a lot of kind of energetic ingrainment in us, if you will, that is kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. Like it's, you know, even little moments like my partner and I will always kind of set an intention before we go out and do anything. Cause you're again, calibrating to that frequency. And sometimes I don't want to call in that big thing. where like, we're going to meet someone that will change our life. Cause what if we don't, you know, like, what if that doesn't happen? Well, what if it does? So there's the, there's the, almost the part of us that's always present there. That's like, I don't want you to be disappointed. So don't imagine bigger, don't go bigger. Mm-hmm. And I believe that speaking of inner child and, you know, kind of our younger selves, like that is a, our imagination is not only young and wise, but it's also connected to everything, the divine, the invisible. So I believe like using our imaginations and then using our words to speak what we want and write what we want is that is the way forward. Like that's how we create new worlds. That's how we create new experiences for ourselves. And, you know, you catch yourself all day. Andy and I, we catch ourselves. We're like, Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Like, why do I wake up tired every morning? Well, you're going to keep waking up tired every morning, you know? And there's a balance of like feeling and allowing yourself to feel what it is you're feeling. And then also return to, all right, what is it that I really want to, to, to work towards and to experience and to feel? And that's what you focus on. And the more you do it just with anything, you see the pattern of how you move through it. So you can understand the moments when you're in the goo and what that feels like for you, but you know, what's on the other side. And especially in partnership or business partnership or tight friendships that you have, we all move in patterns together. So if you can kind of understand that pattern that you're in, you're like, oh, we're in this moment right now, but remember what happens after this. And that allows us to actually experience what we're experiencing. But man, dream big dreams. Imagine all of that we desire because that's what wants to come. It's like the idea that wants to come down into this world. 
And yeah. Mm. Yes, you guys, it's so true. Dreaming big dreams, like there is no limit. I always say from a dear friend of mine that like once said it, and it has been just in my body ever since. Um, she said, you cannot possibly even conceive or have like the vision in your mind if it is not possible for you. Like it is yeah. possible. It's yeah. in you for a reason. It's yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And I think we're so afraid to be disappointed or like the feeling of, oh, this isn't going to happen. So then we're so even afraid to let ourselves go there and imagine it and envision it. And for those listening, like even something as simple as starting your day, I used to do this when I was living in Mexico. Like I was in a deep practice of visualization before I started my day. That was one of my rituals. Like before I got out of bed, before my feet touched the floor, I would close my eyes and I would visualize my day. And I was staying in this amazing place. So I kind of knew like I would, would walk and get my little smoothie. And I kind of knew where I was going to be energetically. So I literally would imagine walking to get coffee and I'd see a butterfly. Like that was what would come to my vision. And I, I slowly started building a relationship with it. Cause I would start small, like, okay, I'm gonna see a butterfly. Pretty normal to see a butterfly. But when you visualize it before it happens and then it happens all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I'm powerful. And the next day it's like, all right, someone's going to compliment me on my eyes and it, and it happens. And you're like, holy fuck, I've never been complimented on my eyes. And this day it happens and it's pretty radical and it's pretty out there, but the more you practice it, the more you can actually be in relationship with it. And what it is, is just your power that you have in this lifetime. Like think about animals and other beings on this planet who don't have their words. They have ways to communicate, but they don't have words. So we can either use that against us or for us. And I'm fucking here to use it for us. (laughs) That's such a good point. It's yeah. It's also like tapping into our animalistic side. Like it's so beautiful. Yeah. 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 So I, I think like you sort of touched on this a little bit in the beginning, um, but something I would love to dive into because we do um, go through these dualistic times of our life. And I truly believe when people hear, you know, that they're not alone, that, you know, like just because these things have occurred or, you know, something has maybe felt like a challenge or a setback, um, doesn't mean that you can't keep expanding, keep transforming, and you can't create the life that you desire and want. Um, So is there a specific time in your life that sticks out as the most impactful for you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're alluding to is a really cool, like, I always almost imagine there's that life is almost like this train and you're on, you're on your, you're in your little train (laughs) caboose or whatever it is. And you're always with you, right? Like you are only always with you. You're only the person in your mind and with your mind and with your body. And so throughout this whole life from birth till death, it's always you with you. And regardless of if you're married, if you have partners, friends, like people come onto your caboose and maybe you share a caboose, but like they'll get off and maybe come back on whatever it may look like, but it's always you. And the image I have always kind of understood this as is like, it's almost like you're born and you're on this one track because of your family upbringing, because of the belief system that has then you've inherited, if you will. And you kind of just keep going. And then there's this moment where you almost choose something that you don't realize in the moment, but it's the rock that then blasts you off into your own 
new track that's actually yours and it's your choice. And so I always relate to my time of moving to Australia as that, where I, again, very intuitive little girl, I'm born February 23rd. So I always knew that like 23 was going to be my magical year. Like I just knew it from a little girl. I was like, that's going to be the year that changes everything. And maybe I called it in, you know, power of your words, but Basically, I was, I graduated from university and I went to an Ivy League school. Like I really did the thing, you know, and I was like, I thought that I was going to live in New York City and meet my man and live in Metro North and join a country club. Like that was the track because my parents met in New York City, blah, blah, blah. And after I graduated, I moved to Seattle back home and I was working a corporate job and I was dying inside, but I didn't see any place out. Like it didn't occur to me. I could travel. I could leave. I could not work in the corporate world. So it was a very like dark place to be. And I didn't really realize it. And I didn't have the access to understanding my feelings or anything, but I just get up, go to work, be really sad, come home and like maybe party on the weekends and drink. You know, it was kind of like that chapter that we've all I'm sure had. And maybe some of you are in, but I ran into my best friend from growing up and it was magic. She's literally like, Hey, I'm moving to Australia in three months. Like, do you want to come with me? And I was, I literally, my soul was like, yes. And we met up a few days later and we booked our tickets and we went. And at the time in Australia, you, and still, but I know it's crazy with COVID and Australia is super locked down, but as a U.S. citizen, you could get one year work travel visa before age 30 and live in Australia. So we moved there and it was so funny looking back. Cause like my initial intent was like, I need to move there and get a job that betters my resume. I need to show growth on my resume, which was coming from the old world of like, I need a promotion, if you will, like it needs to look better than what I was just doing. Mm. And what it led me to was working in fucking amazing bars and restaurants and totally fucking off, if you will, from the system and like the way I was supposed to be. And it was in that process that, so I was always an athlete my whole life, but like never was really actually connected to my body. And it was there that I started going to farmer's markets. And my best friend is an amazing chef. So she was really able to help me connect with food. I'd go on runs in the morning. We worked in restaurants, like, and we would just put on a backpack and travel and explore and meet people from all over the world. And we then went through Southeast Asia and India. And there's a moment in India where we were walking down the street and there was this old man and his like job was he had a scale and people could come weigh themselves or they could come weigh their produce or whatever it was that they wanted to weigh. And that was his job. And he loved it. Like he had, he was just exuding joy and radiance. And there was this like deep click in for me. That's like, I've met people from all over the world. And in this, in that chapter that every single person wants to be seen, heard, understood, listened to and respected. And I can live my own life now. I don't have to go back to how the old system was. And it was like this huge expander for me that I look back, like it was like the book before that. And then the book after that. And then almost feels like the book since meeting my partner, where it's like a whole nother journey of travel essentially through love. But that is, and will always be like an unbelievable time of my life to explore and understand. And again, get outside of my story to understand what was mine and what were my beliefs and how I wanted to live my life versus what I was told and what I was, yeah, kind of what it was indoctrined into me. Um, And one of the things that we always said was we don't want this to be like the best year of our life. And then it's all downhill from here. And I really believe that it set the foundation for so much. Um, And honestly, like, 
I can say with a humble, grateful heart that my life really has continued to evolve and get so much better because I can, yeah, with life experience and things that you experience in the world, you just understand yourself more and more and more. And I think there's a lot of power in that. What a beautiful journey that was. I can't yeah. imagine. Oh. Yeah, I, I believe travel is just like, it's it's a huge, huge part of understanding yourself and life. And, you know, growing up in the States, like it, it still kind of is this way. I think it's changing a lot more with COVID and people working from home and being able to live in different places, which I think is amazing because you really do get the opportunity to sit at a table and learn how someone in a different country, like what their normal stuff that they eat and how it is for them and what their upbringing was. And you then get to choose in a way, you know, versus just being in the, the like moving treadmill of what's always been. And yeah, if you can travel and get out and I think there's a lot of fear around solo traveling. And I think there's a huge opportunity for people who have solo traveled to connect. I'm happy to talk to anyone about that because the, the hardest part is buying the ticket and getting on the plane. And like, all you need is to book a place for a week. And the moment you drop into the river of flow and travel, you meet someone and they're like, Oh, you should go to this place. And then it just continues on from there. And I think I'm really understanding in this conversation, like I'm really here for people to feel how unfuckwithable and unstoppable they can be when they decide to like embody the eight and like the power and, and like ride that and, and choose that. And it's been a journey for me to still practice that. Like, you know, I'm speaking from the place of just a continual human practicing the things that I believe in and the things that have changed my life. And I hope to share with others so that they can unlock this within themselves as well. Mm, You're so magical. (laughs) Thank you. So are you. Uh, So we're going to, just dive into a little rapid fire to close yes, out. And I'm just, yeah, I'm so grateful that you've been here to just share your magic with everyone. I think everyone, if Cass allows, I feel, I feel like everyone should have a piece of your heart mm. in, at some capacity. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We really got to support each other and share each other's medicine with the world. So thank you for having me on and even saying that. Thank you. <laughs> so little questions. What lights you up? Oh, truly life and humans. Like I really am fascinated by humans and their stories and getting up in the morning and going out and like talking to a random person about something. Like I feel so lit up from that. That is just what's coming through is like the rapid fire response. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your favorite? Oh, sorry. Let me, I already asked that. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> sun, moon and rising? If so, share. Yes. So my sun is Pisces. My moon is Aquarius. And then my rising is Scorpio. So you got water. Are you like, all so I'm water, water, air. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I'm very much so I also, one of the, my favorite questions I got asked in an interview once was what is the biggest misconception about you? Mm. And I think it really gives people an opportunity to like speak to something that isn't necessarily spoken to. And I think I am a very gentle soul and a very gentle spirit. And that's like the Pisces watery part of me. I'm the Scorpio rising, you know, which is obviously how people relate to me in the world. And I can, to me, even though Scorpio is water it feels a bit fiery it feels a bit yeah and like 
Um, so I can be that at times, but at the root of it, like I'm a very sensitive, sensitive soul. Like I, and my partner is so gentle in like a very special way that allows me to like realize how many emotions I have, how many times I really just need to cry. Like, and so it, yeah, it aligns like with my, say it again. Shout out Andy. Shout out Andy. He's the fucking best, but yeah. So, um, um, yeah, that's where like, I'm realizing, and I would like to dive more into my signs, but that's where I'm kind of realizing the Scorpio rising, but then on the back is like the Pisces, which is my son. And then even the Aquarius, like very, yeah, with the moon it's like, woo, <laughs> it's a feeling. Yeah, I feel it. I can feel it right now. And so, <laughs> you know, your life path is an eight. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about your eight life path? Yeah, I think it's been, so your life path is essentially what you're here to do in this lifetime. And it's, you know, as Lauren knows all this, but the first half of your life, you kind of struggle with it. And then at some point you really start to unlock the empowered side of that number. And it's funny because numbers one through nine, like of all the numbers that I could speak about, eight is the one that like, I can say maybe a few sentences about, but I hadn't like really unlocked it. And I have to say, I feel like this conversation has allowed me to understand myself in a really powerful new way of um, recognizing that that is really what I'm here to do, which is the eight. It is unlock the power of people and within myself and to command it all to be. But when you look at an eight, to me, it's divine manifestation where it's head and heart alignment. So those two things have to align. And our heads are amazing if they're the co-pilot, you know, if they're like talking to, to the heart, the heart's talking to the head. And um, yet like the heart is driving the car or spirit, God, universe, source, whatever is really driving the car, but like in the human sense, the heart is, and yeah, it's also about, you know, financial sovereignty and power and being able to be a really powerful force for good things in the world, as far as like empowerment goes. And I always think that you can use power to have power over someone, or you can use it to kind of clear a path. And I think that's, that is a lot of what I'm here to do is clear the path with others for others for myself so that they can then walk through it and say, Holy fuck. Oh my God. I didn't realize I could do that. You know? And I just love, I love that surprise element of being so shocked by the power that we have and how magical life really can be. Yeah. I totally get that energy from you. This empowered woman that you are not only just like in the way you stand and present yourself, but mm. how you welcome others into it and mm. you want them to feel that energy for themselves as well. That's, that's what I think of as the eight and you're like a gleaming example of. Oh, that, so. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, it's funny. One of the things that has come, come up for me since the, all the times of the world and everything changing and all just so much energetic healing essentially, but a lot of weight and there's two big crows. I love it. Um, and I think there's been, I think in some sense for a little bit of time, it was almost made like the feeling was almost uh, it's unsafe or unfair to be joyful in the world and to be empowered in the world when all this other stuff is happening. How can I go out and enjoy my morning coffee and sit at a coffee shop while other people in Afghanistan are like getting taken over by the Taliban and women's rights are gone. Like, how can I do these things? How can I be this? How can I thrive? 
And I really believe that if you have the privilege right now to be able to thrive and to be able to, to choose joy and like empowerment, do it. And it's not that you're not experiencing or feeling what is going on in the world. It's almost the end. It's like, I can feel the heaviness of this and I can feel what's going on. And I trust the fuck out of it. And I can be myself in the world. It is safe for me to feel these things. And I've always deeply felt this like trust of what's going on in our world. And I hadn't spoken it for so long. I almost like didn't say anything because I felt like it was wrong. I felt like it would trigger people. I felt like it wasn't okay or safe to be that. And that's, you know, it's kind of like this concept of like, how dare I not say those things right now? Because that is what needs to be reclaimed. It's okay. Like we can feel all of it and just be really angry about it all and sad about it all and like feel the grief of it all. And we can like get dressed and go out and like do our thing in the world because our little corner, our little energetic footprint matters. Like we're one big bubble. So if I'm over here devastated saying I can't get out of my bed, I mean, and that's like okay to do for a certain amount of time, but then get out and like do it. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that because it's so true. It's like, it's almost like the suffering that's going on. It's like, if you don't, it's a weight, like your life that you have been privileged with, you're wasting it. You're wasting it away while people are suffering. And that's, I don't think that does anyone anyone good. So. Right. And that is like the eight energy. It's like, the only way to really be in this world, like how can you be empowered today? How can you be in service of love and truth? How can you hold that frequency and light and like know that you are mat- you matter and the way that you move about your day matters. Yeah. And it also like we know if we believe in frequency, we believe in energy that expands. We know that if we're living in this empowered, it will beam out. And the more people yeah. that are, the more we can up- uplift those that are suffering, those that are going through those times and yeah. bring them out exactly. of that darkness. Yeah. And it's so, you know, it's so crazy lately. So I love watching football and obviously it's like football season and it's so interesting experiencing myself watching, for example, this is like, you know, a very privileged place I can be in where I can sit and watch football, but I have been doing it and I love it. But watching like, for example, a kicker, the game is tied. The kicker misses the field goal. So his team loses. Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel for him. Like, I feel like, and I, ha- I literally, I'm part of my human design is I'm an investigator. I'll investigate. I'm like, okay, what's his deal? Like, is he going to be okay? I'm like sending prayers out to him. I'm like, please. But part of it is actually being able to hold the truth that that is his soul's journey. And I don't need to feel bad for him. I don't need to feel bad that he experienced that because that is actually not helping him. It's very, it's like this deep fucking trust in what is happening and God and spirit and source, whatever it is. And I can experience, wow, it's hard for me sometimes to be in this world because I, you know, I'm going out and it's Canadian Thanksgiving and I see an older woman sitting by herself. And that's hard for me to see and experience, but like, I don't think that I'm the savior for everyone and we don't have to like be that. We just have to really let life be the mirror for us to understand ourselves and like do what we can and be who we need to be but trust the fuck out of it and follow your bliss. Like, yes, please. The golden era is coming. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Like you, you've been bringing up a little bit about your human design. What is your human design? 
I think I'm a five over one. So I'm a generator. And so is that similar to yours? No. So I'm a five one projector. So, okay. So the yeah. five one, we've got the five one. Yes. <laughs> So, and like one of the things that I love about it that really nailed it for me is like, I go out in the world and I have this big message and then I need to hide away for a while. And I've always made that wrong. Cause I'm like, if I need to have a business, I need to have continual stuff that I'm touching every day and no. And right now I'm in a season of like, I'm out there and I want to be speaking and I want to be offering things. And like, then I go away. Like I launched my book last year and like the book club you were a part of, but then I needed to go away. Like I needed to like you know, hermit back into my little bubble. Um, so yeah, that's like the season, obviously we're talking about all the different things, but that's another season that we both move through in addition to our cyclic seasons. Exactly. Right. And just knowing as a generator, right? Yes. Right. Just knowing as a generator too, it's so beautiful to allow yourself like, as like you guys are like the like power source, like the energy of the whole system, right? Like this is what yeah. you're known as you're here to like fuel us all. And that's like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to state the obvious. <laughs> so, so beautiful to know as a generator, to, you don't have to be on all the time. Yes, exactly. No. We can't be. Okay. Yeah. I actually learned um, yesterday, I was listening to a podcast, they were recording it live and they had like, you were allowed to come in as an audience, which was really cool. And Yana Robinson was being interviewed by uh, Dr. Jeremy, I forget his last name, but what she's talking about is this thing called the still face experiment. And it's this study of moms and their babies. And basically the mom would do something like, ah, and like be very excitable. And the baby would mirror that. And the mom would be like, woo. And another thing, the baby would mirror. And then what, what happens is, is the baby actually turns its face and turns its face to the left or to the right away from the mom. And what it's doing is it's attuning itself to what it just experienced. Mm -hmm. And they say that a strongly bonded baby mom, the mom would also turn her face instead of coming over being like, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And I believe so much in like, we need to have reverence for this process in partnerships, wherever we go, where it's like, we experience a lot and we expand. And then we actually need to turn our faces and go inward. And this is, it loops back to what I was saying earlier. Like you just need to be seen in your own eyes for, for a little bit. Um, but it feels so true for the theme of what we're talking about now too, where it's like, yeah, I just need to go away. Cause then I need to like integrate and understand what just happened. But this shows up even in babies. It's like a primal thing. But because as we get older, we make so much meaning of everything and we take everything so personally, mm -hmm. there's like this feeling of, I can't do that. Like my partner will think blah, 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 or whatever it may, whatever the story is, but we have the power to reclaim our stories within it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that. Isn't it? Like, it's really cool to, to understand the primal nature of us through some of those studies. And I haven't gone deeply into it. I'm just, I, that really resonated me, with me when she said that. And imagine how, because we're so on most of the time, like our nervous systems are so like overwhelmed yeah. as we know, like right now, like we're just so overwhelmed for the most part. And so yeah, when we're not turning away, <laughs> we're not retreating, yeah. it's just like overload. We, we it's go so overload. true. Yeah. And that's then when we move to the mind and then it gets really confusing and cloudy. Yeah. And crash and yeah, it's, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's why we need those rituals you're, we were talking about. <laughs> so what color represents you today? If you could pick. It feels like a violet 
yes. almost like a violet that goes into the sunset violently yellow kind of um yeah oh that's so beautiful yeah <laughs> I love that question <laughs> what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear radically loving I get this image of this person literally hugging everything like hugging the world hugging the trees and hugging the people within it and it really it reminds me of my best friend who triggers the fuck out of me at the same time because she really does see through the lens of love like always playing devil's advocate in a very loving way like always just like meeting people where they are and it's the concept of like live and let live where it's like I don't need to take this personally and this person is doing the best they can with what they have and where they are and if I can trust that and see that I can just love everything. And it doesn't have to be, this person doesn't have to understand where I am, or I don't have to understand where they are. We're not above or below each other. We're all kind of riding on different frequencies every day. Um, and if I can own my experience and like, let that person live and please just let me live. That's love baby. And there's, you know, obviously accountability and love and all these things, but that feels like radically loving. is just like this big hug of it all. Like, maybe I don't really want to hug you right now, but I'm going to hug you because hug that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, thank you. That's so beautiful. Yes. So to close out, what is in your realm of possibilities for the next six months to come? You know, obviously there's so much to change that could change. You know, we're listening or we're, we're always listening yeah. and ready for yes. to come. But it, what is in the realm of possibilities and what can we expect from Cass? Mm. So one thing for sure is just this theme of reclaiming our words. So I'm running a writing group, like I said, that starts next week. I don't know when this will actually air. So maybe it's already started. Who knows? But that feels like a really big, important part of my work right now is the getting people into the practice and process of process of coming home to that fucking power. And then I am listening and allowing myself to actually open the door to some more speaking gigs. Um, and actually what's been flowing through is to, to speak to universities and kind of the college age students who, you know, I wish that someone could come in and talk about entrepreneurship, the power of, if you're going to work in a company, choosing a company that aligns with your values, are they doing good for the earth? Are they carbon neutral? Are they carbon positive? Are they investing in fossil fuels? Like actually doing a little bit of investment in that, or excuse me, investigation in that. And it feels important for me to deliver. So um, yeah, I'm going to start reaching out to universities to, to find some avenues to speak to, even if it's sororities or women's clubs or boys clubs or whatever it may be, but that feels strong, um, a strong pull. I love that for you. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're so good at speaking. You're so good with words. You are the wordsmith. It's just so perfect. That's in her vibe. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it's, I think it still is. Yeah. Wordsmith. Okay. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> wordsmith and it's, yeah. Divine. Mm. yeah. And also Lauren and I on eleven eleven are teaching actually, a personal. Yeah, pushed it back. Yeah. yeah. So, and speaking of like unlocking empowerment, I mean, it's just, it is a radical way to reclaim your life and understand what month you're in as a month or excuse me, what number you're in as a month, what number you're in as a year. And then also understanding the numbers and know how to calculate your personal year charts from now until forever. Like this of all numerology, I really use um, 
So come play with us. Yeah. That's a numerology personal year workshop. So it's just going to be so specific to the years that we're going through. And maybe we can actually highlight a little bit about that. I'm sure we we plan on talking about it in our stories and all that, but go in here. Yeah. I'm in a five year currently, but I'm going into a six. How about you? What's, what are you? Yeah. I'm moving from a three to a four year. Yeah. So she's, she's headed yeah. into her grounding energy into that more internal, more just like yeah. stable time, very much the rituals and exactly it's very cozy. It feels, it feels very like winter. So it's yes, yes. Like already like getting ready to be snuggled in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And then Lauren's what the peace, balance and harmony that comes after a five year, which is change. And you're in alignment with what's happening in the collective as well. Yeah. As far as numbers go. That's been interesting too, <laughs> to just yeah. be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then the reason why we're kind of doing the workshop now is that you actually start to feel the new year number come in October. October is a very special month in numerology. It's the 10 month, which is zero is the field of possibility and like infinite possibility. And then one is almost like the first sprout. So it's this new beginning energy. So I mean, everyone can look back on their life and October is a very poignant time where things start to shift and change and you can start to feel that now. So we're hoping to unlock um, this tool for all of you. And for me, numerology was an avenue where my intuition could actually come through and share something where I knew I was always intuitive, but I just didn't necessarily know how to share it with the world in the way that numerology unlocked for me. So when you come to this workshop, you'll not only learn how to do it for yourself and how to calculate what your quarters are, what your months are, and what your year is, you'll also be able to do these readings for other people, which is such a deep way to connect with life. And if that's your path, follow the resonance of what we're saying and just sign up. I think my prayer for us in this world is that we there's less time between the resonance of a yes or a no and like the act of it. Even if it's the act of saying no, just say no or the act of saying yes, just say yes. And like, shorten the time span of that. Cause the mind is a trap at times. Yeah. That overthinking, but it's, yeah, exactly. And it's also fun. Like just it's so it. much fun. Yeah. are fun. Cause you feel like you're like a math whiz. Like you just mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. I'm a wizard and I just, um, so true. <laughs> <laughs> I know your numbers. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. But then you also get to like have that sit down, that connection with the people and your family, friends, you know, whoever you're sharing with, yeah. you get to have that intimate like time where you can kind of, if you're talking about the year prior, you get to like discuss like what was going on for you. Like we can like feel yeah. into those energies, which is also super special. So, so true. Yeah. It's a, it's a connection avenue for sure. Well, I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Cass, for being on Radically Loving and being the first guest. Thank (laughs) you, Lauren. Yes, this is special. You you hold such a beautiful space. And like, I feel so much of you coming out because of this. And it feels fucking amazing and really important for you and the world right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all the listeners. It's just so nice to have people just just to listen, to tune into and to connect with in these worlds. Yeah. And to share it's yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys yes. for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> so much love to see you all out there in the world, wherever it may be. Right. <laughs> Thank you.